There's Sue! Sue's got the van! <laughs> She's hugging her bloody son! And Orange Cassidy's shotgun! Go take care of him, Sue! You got some retribution for these brave young men. Uh, brave is right, JR. Good call. Welcome to the War Report, everybody. I hope you successfully pre-ordered your PS5s, because I did. Hope your queens did as well. Uh, it's been a very boring week of wrestling, honestly. We're going to go over AEW, NXT, and whatever news happened between them during, uh, throughout the week. And I have a very special guest, Caleb Catlin. Right? It's yeah, not, it's not yeah. Caitlin, right? No. <laughs> People used to say Caitlin all the time. I just I just started to the game. It's all right. Okay, yeah. I was just like, no, I'm pretty sure people say that and it's wrong. But I, I wanted to make sure I get it right. <laughs> uh, and, and internally, I judged a little bit. Like, I think Mills said my name wrong <laughs> on an article that I did. And I was like, you know what? I just got to let that one right. It, it's okay. But I got a one-up on Mills. So that's a plus in my book. Uh, ama- amazing writer for music and wrestling. I I really enjoyed your piece about the problems in the AEW women's division, which is like something that's heavily echoed and a lot of points hit. And uh, I, I think I think once we talk about the women's stuff on uh, AEW, we'll talk about it a lot more. But we really truly just came together when you wrote about the Dua Lipa album, which is probably one of my favorite albums this year. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, that it 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 uh it got better and better as time went on. Oh, it, hold on, let me just it, it, hitting something serious in this house. Yeah, it, it it aged very well. There's like some songs that I don't like on there, but like I like now. So just had uh just had to give it some time. Okay. We're gonna go into in the trenches, and I this is where we normally cover news. Just for the small news week that happened, uh, NXT UK is back. We won't be covering it because it kind of just ended like hours before I got home, and I can't watch in a car. But NXT takeovers will be back on Sundays, and there will be an October pay-per-view that everybody was worried about uh, on October 4th. I think it's going to be Halloween Havoc. It, it just has to be, right? Like, there's no way it's not Halloween Havoc. <laughs> it can't be war games. It, it, it can't be war games. I'm not trying to see, like, Undisputed Era versus, like, Killian Dane or nothing stupid like that. Yeah, It has right? to be Halloween Havoc. It, it has to be Halloween Havoc. I... I'm really hoping they don't do war games this year. And I guess we'll talk about it once we get to the gauntlet eliminator match, but I'm hoping it's Halloween havoc. I just think it, it would continue the really nice trend of just using the old, uh, the old school pay-per-view names. Like it just works. And I think it would be a really missed opportunity if they don't do it. And like, it could still be Halloween havoc with a war games match in it. So, uh, you can always just still use the name. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I think that um, I think in your house was a really good takeover, despite you know the PO being front and center. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we'll see how that goes. I don't may, maybe if they would be booked on the card or not. I don't necessarily think so. Uh, well, maybe we'll get into that once we talk about NXT. Uh, Chris Jericho had some words to say about NXT and. Uh, splitting up the two shows uh, so there isn't a Wednesday Night War. I agree with some of it, but then, you know, the other parts are just like, you know, just crazy talk. Like, uh, worry when he says, worry about your company, we're not worried about you, as he's 
constantly talking about the competition while they never truly address it at all. I agree mostly just because, like, it fits better with my schedule. It gives me a reason to, like, watch both shows rather than just get, you know, the updates or whatever. But, I mean, as far as, you know, Chris Jericho talking crazy and him saying that, like, oh, we're not worried about NXT, NXT, like, bro, you wouldn't be talking so much about him if you weren't worried about it. Yeah, right. Like, there's no reason for you to be, like, oppressed about what Killian Dane and Drake Maverick's up to. Like, just worry about your show and you'll ha- you'll have a lot better of a show. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, worrying about what your product looks like, even if not all of it's going to hit. And it, it's crazy that, like, whenever stuff like, or, you know, whenever there's really an article about Jericho, he's, like, talking about AEW, but it's primarily, like, in, like, uh, whenever he talks about NXT, like he never just, just talks about AEW. He always has to mention NXT and I just don't think it's necessary, but I do agree with just switching it to uh, Tuesday nights because both shows benefited. Even when AEW was on Thursdays, like they benefit from it. So why not? And it'll stop this silly Wednesday night war. I just think like whoever moves first is going to be, ah, you lost the war. And it was just like, whatever, nobody really cares, you know? Listen, I, I, I've made it a point whenever I'm on Twitter. Like, I don't, I'm a guy who likes wrestling, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't consider myself like amongst those wrestling fans because it's like y'all, y'all are like the only people worried about ratings in 2020. Mm-hmm. Like, why can't we just enjoy the show? It's just ratings. I don't really care about yeah, definitely the don't. demographics or nothing like that. Like, I'm here to be like, okay, uh, is Hangman Page doing good? Is the NXT title scene all right? Cool. If not, I've got plenty of other stuff to do with my night. Like, I'm, I'm not pressed to watch either show mm-hmm. at this point. But, like, you know, I, I, I check up just to be like, okay, you know, let, let's, uh, like, if I don't pop up in the, uh, if I pop up in, like, a, a pay-per-view or whatever, I'm, I'm not, like, lost. Yeah. That same, and honestly, this week, I definitely felt like, man, I really have a whole bunch of better things I want to do right now than watch wrestling. Uh, because a lot of shows, both both the shows this week were just, you know, setting up a lot of stuff. And I was just like, like, I don't want to. They're, they're lucky that basketball wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to say, like, NXT for sure was just a lot of setup. And we, we could talk about that right now. Where. Starting with uh, oh, NXT, like William Regal's big two announcements that they have been uh, announcing were Battle Royale for a number one contender for the women's title, which is which, meh. yeah, I'm I'm just like I didn't I don't think it's I didn't think it was necessary. I thought I'm I'm kind of over it because the story tells itself. Like you know, you have Rhea Ripley, yeah, right, the clear and obvious contender. Like it, it wouldn't make sense to go with someone like Dakota Kai because mm-hmm. she just had a rub. I mean, the only person that I can think about that could maybe face her was um Raquel Gonzalez. I almost forgot her name and called her Dakota Kai's bodyguard, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I um. I, I guess she would make sense, but it, it seems to be Rhea, and mm-hmm. then like after she loses, Rhea can go do yeah. something on SmackDown or Raw. I I agree. Like I think it should be Raquel, but then if that happens, then what the hell does Rhea Ripley do? You know, like you getting rid of Mercedes Martinez, you know, uh, 
So if she got the call up or not, it's very clear that it's her. But, uh, you know, if she, they, they, they kind of ended they, that feud like quick, you know? Yeah, I, I think what they could do is they could do like a, a stupid gimmick thing where Rhea runs in on Raquel and continues that story and have Rhea face somebody else that's random and then eventually build up to, um, to EO and Rhea over Survivor Series weekend. Mm-hmm. No. There's no pay-per-view that that, that month. I, I forget They're, they do like the the Survivor Series gimmick. Um, yeah, <laughs> you know, I guess they can build towards Io and Rhea down the line, but I think they need to just go ahead and get this match out the way. Yeah. So with that, we also get another multi-man match. We have the Gauntlet Eliminator, which is basically just Elimination Chamber without the chamber, and I'm okay with that. I'm curious to see who will be contending for it. I definitely think that Cameron Grimes should be in it, and I think he should be in it. But uh, I don't. We don't know all the competitors yet. Oh, okay, I was wondering if they had like shown all the competitors, and maybe I was tripping, or if they had um, in or if they in, hadn't done it yet. Uh, in the montage when they were doing the announcement, they, they did like you know camera cuts to. A lot of the people uh, in the uh, in the men's division, but I'm not sure if they're all going to be in it because they. Because sh- I don't, I don't want Bobby Fish in, in that. Yeah, right. I, I don't want uh, that match at all. I don't know why they showed him. And they also they showed. Uh, dang, did they did they show Austin Theory? Because I I don't think Austin Theory should be in it because he lost twice already. So I feel Ooh, like no. he should be out of it. Ooh, no. Like he shouldn't even contend. Or like uh, be a contender for it. Tim Th- Timothy Thatcher is definitely. I don't think he should necessarily contend for it either, seeing that he lost to Balor and then he just uh, and he also lost to Damian Priest this week. And we'll get in, into that later. I'm very worried about uh, Mr. Thatcher right now. We we'll we'll just have to see what uh, elimination chamber match like. Who will be in it? You mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Austin Theory. I, I just want to. I'm not sure if you were going to talk about it, but Kishida's going around just strangling pedophiles mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, I think he's starting to become the biggest baby. He's starting to become the biggest baby face, like in wrestling in general, just out there strangling motherfuckers. It's mm-hmm. And I'm hope like I'm hoping that Kishida isn't in this match, but I hope that he does get to Balor so he can have a match. Like, just something in the meantime. Uh, well, this will have to be into the takeover. Uh, this whoever wins, this will lead into the build into the takeover. But I just feel like maybe maybe they should wait on the Kushida thing. Like they they shouldn't just like pull the trigger on it right now. But I don't. I guess you go with Cameron Grimes. Yeah, that, like, that like you know he's had a he's had the, he's had those matches over him. But I don't. I'm not the biggest Cameron Grimes guy like that. I'm just not. I. I'm a fan. Uh, I, I like him, but I definitely think that Cameron Grimes should take it, and then the next contender should be Kushida. And it should kind of just be a clear shot uh, for Kushida rather than having to do this uh, this gauntlet eliminator match. Yeah, that makes sense, and I would go with Cameron Grimes just to get that out of the way, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. It's something about uh, Southern Hillbilly as a gimmick that just doesn't work for me. <laughs> uh... I think just, I think the more ridiculous as it gets, 
it works it works more and more for me like ever since he really started implementing the uh to the moon <laughs> i i've been really enjoying the uh the whole southern thing a lot because yeah like before i didn't really care because before it was just like he had a hat and the hat meant something to him and i thought that was pretty boring but like i i love the cocky asshole to the moon cameron grimes that has like been uh introduced to the character but that sets up the the women's in the male division and we get some other stuff going on like imperium versus brizongo which was a really good match i'm not gonna lie uh it got really good time i'm kind of a, i'm kind of burnt out on tag matches uh just because i probably seen like six uh in the past week oh, because of like aew <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there was some on NXT UK today mm-hmm. too, which I was just like, okay, bro, give yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to just think that I'm not just a huge fan of tag matches, so that's probably why like a lot of AEW doesn't really like really truly work for me. But uh, uh, Rizongo and Imperium, Imperium doesn't win it. I don't know uh, why we even had to had this uh, have this match. I thought they were going to NXT UK and. They'll be on. They should be on the next week's episode. But I, I just thought like NXT UK is coming soon, so these guys aren't going to win. But it was a really good match, nonetheless. Yeah, it's it definitely surprised me. But the one thought that I had in mind was okay. They're clearly going to lose to to the uh, to Escobar's stable. So mm-hmm. what's going to happen for them after that? Because I don't see anything for for uh, Fandango. And I could see something for Tyler Breeze just somewhere in a mid-card, you know, on any brand, really. Because I'm still a big fan of that OG gimmick where he was the dickhead with the camera. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, it, it made me think how much longer we're going to have this team together and, you know, either of them on in the company in general. Because you're, you're starting to grasp for straws as to why they should be there. Yeah, uh, very much so. The supposed draft is coming soon, or you know, it's MNOs when it's actually going to happen. Uh, yeah, I, I definitely think like yeah, this their championship reign is going to lead. Uh, like they will be dropping it to uh, Elgato Del Fantasma. And as far as like what yeah, that's the name, yeah. As far as what happens with fandango or breeze like i don't want to say i don't care but it's just like give it give it to the younger guys like fandango like you don't need it bro like it is cool that y'all doing this thing but um, i think what would be next for their story is that they go back to the main roster they're kind of in the position that i saw team and you know um Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel which kind of sounds like shade now that I'm saying it out loud but, um <laughs> you know that that, that that's kind of what I see for them like that they, they're probably gonna be like enhancement for like uh for whenever the Usos come back the New Day or the Street Profits that that's how I see it uh and I think that's okay I think they they showed that yeah, they and, are. And that, that's yeah, fine, they, you know. they showed that they're a really good tag team uh, in NXT, and you know, Breeze had to come down because Fandango was hurt. But they won some. Uh, they won some gold. Fandango's uh, good and healthy. I think them going back to the main roster would be 
you know, like a good comeback story for them. And main roster needs tag teams, so why the hell not? I, I think the big thing with um, because that'll make that'll make some wrestling fans upset. Like, oh, you only gave them like a month brand, but I think I don't care. wrestling fans really needs to understand is that there there has to be these people that have to lose to make other people look good that's just the regular structure of it you can't make everyone look good mm-hmm. because then you're gonna have everyone who's never gonna truly transcend above the bar they're all gonna be stuck in one crowded middle ground yeah so and like a month rain for brizongo who the hell are these guys to you they don't need no they don't need no two months three months you know, 300, uh, 300 and something days they, championship they reign. The, like, yeah. come on, guys. They want the Bailey reign. Brizongo don't, <laughs> don't need that shit. For real, for real. But uh, we got some other pointless tag matches that happen uh, till we get to the main event. We get Team Ninja versus Zia Lee and Jessica Mea. Oh, super random tag team. I don't know. Wait, that's seriously their name, Team Ninja. Yes, uh, Caden Carter and Casey Cannon. That was a joke. Holy shit. Team Ninja. I thought that was a joke. Holy shit. No, yeah, they get called Team Ninja. Uh, if I could, I, if this if this episode of NXT was on a DVD, I would have skipped it as soon as I saw Casey Cannon Zara come out. <laughs> I, oh man, I, it's. I guess it was nice to see Casey get a win, but like Team Ninja's rough. Like you can't go nowhere with Team Ninja. That's <laughs> that's one of them. Like like Shayna would like eat them, eat the girls. She has like, three minutes. She max. has, and like <laughs> she had, but like then there's Nia who just like you know straight up sits on folks, just does a big old uh, Samoan drop. And yeah, Casey Kenner's over. You know, that's the kind of team they are. And they gave them, like, legitimate time to work, which is cool, but, like, I don't know why nah. I should care. I, I, I don't care for Team Ninja. Uh, and even with Team Ninja winning here, Zia Lee, who was teaming with Jessica Maya for whatever reason, she got more development out of this than anybody involved in the match. Uh, she showed a little heelish uh, side by not... Uh, you know, shaking her hand, uh, shaking Casey Cannizzaro's hand uh, after the match. So she might just be more intense yeah. next week and be like, I don't really need no help. Like, I'm about to, like, maybe she'll actually, like, come into her own and actually, like, rise to the top. But ne- having I mean, I this guess. tag team match I, I wasn't really the, necessary to do that. I don't really see the end goal for her. Cause, like, ever since she came in, she was like, all right, you know, I've got, she's got, little presentation or whatever but then it's like they like half push her and make her look strong against a random mm-hmm. and then have her uh, get scrubbed out by someone higher in the ranking so it's like what, what's yeah. gonna be the end goal she doesn't have she she's like uh... made her like it's they I, I just think they'll make her like moderately strong in points and then have her get scrubbed out it's sort of like what um Dakota Kai was doing at first when she first came into the brand where she was like getting fucked up by Shayna all the time. Yeah. But it's kind of worse because she hasn't touched a microphone since she's gotten there. Yeah. And I don't see her getting to the NXT champion uh, title anytime soon. Uh, So it is what it is. And then we get the next match, which I'm just like, 
Oh my god, get to the finish. Like we all know how this ends. Uh Drake Maverick, Killian Dane versus Undisputed Era question mark. Uh Roger uh Roger Strong and Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish and Roger Strong was just playing with this nigga until Regal said Bro, they got, hey, they got Killian Dan, I'm paying you. You better go work. <laughs> and then the match it's, ends. It's even what? It's even wilder because they got like a commercial break and everything. I was like, bro, if y'all don't wrap this up, like, didn't need to happen. Like it, it really should have been. I feel like it should have just been shorter. Like uh, maybe Undisputed Era like plays with this dude, and then you know get get the uh, get the commercial break, and then like it ends like after or like three minutes after the commercial break or some shit. And then Drake Maverick goes to the back, goes to Killian Dane, and be like, "Hey man, you were supposed to be out there, dickhead," and you know make Dane feel bad for it. I don't know, like show some like remorse rather than whatever. I don't really like whatever dynamic they have right now where Killian Dane keeps punching him in the face or whatever. And I'm not really a big fan of having to see Killian Dane week to week. It's been bothering me. But I, I hate to see it. And I also hate to see like what they're doing with the Undisputed Era because I'm very unclear what they're doing with these guys. Um I, I have like I have somewhat of an idea of like where they're going, but it's this weird holding pattern where it's like, okay, I want you to go face the big hairy guy for a while while we do this thing with Kyle for a bit and we have this thing with Adam for a bit. And then after the takeover, which that's probably when I think it'll explode. Or maybe maybe in the gauntlet match, you know, something like sure. that, like the tensions will start, but they'll keep going with this, you know, the big hairy man facing Roddy and then be like, oh, you know, what 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 happened to you guys? You guys used to beat up uh, people with us all the time. And then, you know, they have a change of heart. They split into, they split into two different sides. I could see Adam and Kyle doing like a tag team run maybe, but yeah, uh, that's where I see it going. I, uh, episode of Scrag, uh, Stat Guy Greg uh, last week, shout out to him. He, we both were just like, if this results in Undisputed Era getting split up and then we get Future Shock uh, again, uh, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus Bobby uh, Bobby Fish and Roger Strong, then like, I'm all for it. But as of right now, it seems like Kyle is doing, will be doing single stuff. Uh, he has a, they tease something between him and Tommaso Ciampa. And I'm really curious how, uh, how that's going to go. But right now, they just have Bobby Fish which, which, and by the Roger way, Strong just doing whatever. By the way, with Tommaso Ciampa, is it just me, or was there some like real Blue Lives Matter energy coming from him? <laughs> well, with uh, him really turning it up on uh, Jake Atlas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then they zoomed in on his face. I was like, wait, is he twisting up his beard? He's really turning <laughs> nasty on everybody. That's gross. Yeah. He looked like really dusty that night. I was like, wait, he's gonna he's gonna tell uh he's gonna say some real racist shit. <laughs> well we'll see when uh when they have the match next week and we'll see if Kyle O'Reilly interferes or not, or you know, Tommaso Ciampa attacks uh attacks Atlas after the match and Kyle O'Reilly comes for the save. But well we'll have to see. Balor has uh has like it's a vignette and it's just him being uh, co- cocky shit yeah. and 
that's all it was. I felt like that was a waste of time. But uh, le- leading up into the match uh, with Damian Priest and Timothy Thatcher, I thought the match was really great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I-, I love the idea of the crazy wrestling purist guy versus Mr. Bitches. Mm-hmm. It's like a conceptual match. Yeah, I-, I like that a lot. And I do like uh, Thatcher getting a lot of counters and – Damian Priest doing the big thing where he got off his feet and Timmy Thatcher just old school Samoa Joe it, just stepped to the side and he just busts his ass. I thought that uh, Thatcher was going to take it there. Like that would have just been a huge mistake. And then they could have just like kept the feud going like, like fucking uh, Keith Lee did with Dijak where they were just having matches back to back to back. So I, I thought that was oh, gonna... like the, okay them do like a like a hot potato thing yeah like because i think that was for the title now yeah it, it was for the title like i thought it would have been okay but like now with thatcher losing i'm just like what do you do with him like he's lost two big matches in a row like i don't want to say he's done but i'm just like what do you do with him right now because there's going to be the gauntlet eliminator and i personally feel like he just shouldn't be in a match because he's lost uh, he already lost against Balor, and now he lost against Priest. So I'm curious, like, what they do with uh, Thatcher going forward, and also Damian Priest. Like, I don't know what they're gonna do with him. It's weird with Thatcher because when I saw him get signed, my immediate reaction was like, "Oh, okay, he's gonna do like the Chris Hero thing, where he ends up putting over younger guys." That's what I thought, and then they like legit they had him uh, send Matt Riddle off to to SmackDown, and then they had him like legit looking good, and I was like oh wait they might actually do something here and then they're like just scrapping it i guess and with priest i mean there's a ton of mid-card guys but there's nobody that's like okay like he could beat him and that's that's mm-hmm. that's a big thing with with nxt in general like there's just a bunch of guys that you don't know what to do with yeah and i i'm currently lost like i can't say like put this person against Priest because I don't know if they're going to be in the gauntlet eliminator or not. So we'll probably have to see next week and whoever wins, then I guess we could really start speculating about who Damian Priest can face or where Thatcher goes. Like this, uh, this episode this week is a lot of setup. So it left me guessing. It left me with a lot of questions. So I guess it worked for the most part, but it was a big day yesterday just with the PS five stuff. So I, I couldn't really focus on this episode of NXT like that too much. Like uh, during the Shotzi Blackheart and Io Shirai match, I was like trying to pre-order one <laughs> uh, as the match was going on. So I, I missed a lot of stuff, but I thought uh, Shotzi Blackheart was really good in there. Listen, man, I'm I'm poor, so I'm kind of kind of relying on a uh, I'm kind of relying on a uh, on faith here for for the pre-order. If any of the ladies will. Yeah, I'm kind of like maybe maybe it won't sell out, or you know maybe maybe a girl will be nice enough to give me one. I can you know, yeah. Any any ladies out there like listen? If you give me PS Five, I'll do what it takes. Hey man, I'm a firm believer of doing whatever it takes. <laughs> you got to, got to. <laughs> I guess we got to talk about. AEW. Yeah, I was about to get to that. It's, it's about it's about to be a, it's gonna be a rough ride. <laughs> But something cool just uh, happened in the past couple hours, so I kind of want to talk about that. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about MJF. Uh, he says he's going to join a fa- uh, join or form a fra- uh, faction, and why? <laughs> you 
you guys literally kind of did the same thing with Nyla Rose saying that people with managers get title shots and she has, she's been rolling with Vicky Guerrero and she's nowhere near the title. Um, don't do oh, this with, we haven't even seen her in weeks. Uh, she was there last week briefly. That's, and then she didn't show up at all this week, but, um, yeah, don't make MJ a form or join a faction. It's really pointless and stupid. And, why should it matter that he has to join a faction or group to get a title shot when wins and losses are supposed to determine that for him? Yeah, and I don't know. At this point, I kind of threw that concept to the side where it's like, all right, like whoever whoever they want to, to be like ahead of the, ahead until, of the line, they'll put them in that, <laughs> in that situation. Until they stop mentioning the rankings, I won't talk about the rankings. <laughs> You know, like they make they make it feel like it's an actual concept and it is important. So I'm going to bring it up because I think it's, you know, I think it's important. And frankly, I don't think they do. But MJF is going to join a faction. Him and Warlow have to be a group. Uh, I guess a, a a package deal. I guess. And there's literally nobody on the AEW roster that I think should be faction with MJF. So it is what it is. Scary thought about MJF. So just just this just popped up in my mind. I think they could probably put MJF with Tully Blanchard. Oh Lord! I would. I I I thought I thought that too when I first watched the segment, and my immediate thought after that was, man, I sure hope that doesn't happen, because I just think. MJF works better as, you know, the lone wolf or whatever. And I don't think him and Sean Spears is going to work well together. Like, we're not big fans of Sean Spears here on the show. So, like... Nobody should be a fan of Sean Spears. Anyway. Yeah, so that might be really I'm, I'm rough. A, I'm going I'm to I'm just be... We, we, we just got to call a spade a spade. Ty Dillinger, no, no, you're not Sean Spirit. Ty Dillinger, <laughs> I need you to go on ahead and wrap this shit up. I need you to go home. You can, you can, you can chill with Peyton Royce and catering or whatever, but, like, I don't want to see you on my television yeah. anymore. Let's just see. Let's just call a spade a spade. I'm tired. Yeah, I don't either. Like, I'm, I'm just not a huge fan. Uh just he's just the same guy that he was in WWE, and that is somebody that's frankly not that interesting because we still don't know what his like. He still hasn't yet to have a really like cool gimmick. Cause like the and ten his, thing, I think his gimmick is just like I got the yeah. I think his only gimmick is like I got this shitty haircut and an old man. So give me a title shot. Yeah, uh, and Nyla Rose saw that and was just like, "Yeah, I want to, I want to follow them. I want to follow them in them footsteps." Uh, so, whatever they do for MJF, I'm sure this is going to be a long angle where he is going to try to find somebody to join or find some somebody worthy of joining. Frankly, I don't want to see it. And some, uh, it, it wasn't during this uh, during the segment. But at some point at the show, they're saying that there's going to be like a late night dynamite on like a Thursday after uh, inside inside the NBA, and Sean Spears and some dude from Dark is going to 
uh, be main inventing that. And I'm just like, do you guys not know? <laughs> like, hold on, bro. It was it was Matt Sidal. <laughs> it's Matt Sidal he's supposed to be facing, formerly known as Evan Bourne, like, and he debuted at the pay per view. <laughs> That's funny though that you called him just a random. <laughs> it's just. I'm I'm just like why out of all the people that you could have had main event that show you gave it to Sean Spears and the guy who and the guy who fucking almost like who lands right on his neck on his debut you want to give that opportunity to them bro I I think he did it on a I think he tried to do that move on Will Hobbs and Hobbs was just so fucking confused he was like wait uh, I guess I'll punch him, maybe. <laughs> uh, insanity. Why? Why would you not be getting the best bout machine to main event that with literally anybody? But it is what it is. But so, what I really want to talk about right now is Thunderosa versus Evilise. Uh, I love Thunderosa. I think she is the best thing that AEW has going right now. And that's very funny because she's from uh, NWA Power. <laughs> yeah, it took a whole nother promotion to get that women's division cracking. And she she's getting it cracking because she when she's on the show, she gets time. <laughs> I can't say this. I cannot say the same for the women's champion. That the, the match was like legit long, and they like put her with Ivelisse, who was like so she was so bad. Like, I there was a spot where it was supposed to be like a rest hold, and uh, she like didn't move her arms mm-hmm. all for Thunder Rose, and really had to work with nothing. I was like, wow, and, okay. And then I went on my computer, yeah. And then well, uh, there's a report that just came out recently from uh, Fightful Select, uh, shout out to Sean Rossap. He no no shout out to yeah. Ross up. Ross up. Uh he he made the report, so gotta give credit where credit is due. The reason why uh Evelise was no selling is because you know they're working real stiff, real shoot in there. And this is this is a I guess kind of a big deal because this is the only shoot in uh in a like this is the first shoot in AEW and Reports say that the AEW locker room sided with uh, Thunder Rosa on this. And I assume that Thunder Rosa just wanted to work and Ivelisse just wanted to show that she was better than her for some reason. Will we be seeing Ivelisse in the future? I don't know. They could they could maybe have her get like scrubbed out by a jobber if they want to be really cute about it. I think that would be great. Yeah, and that will and that would be like the first sort of like I guess punishment for have her to, like the, have her lose to like the librarian or whatever, bro. That shit would be hilarious. <laughs> if she loses like uh, if she loses the liver base, I'm just like yeah. That's ain't wrong here. Listen, bro, you need, to, you need, to go, need to go ahead and call it curtains for your career. If you're losing the labor baits, bro, nah, it's Let, over for you. Let's hang it up here. But yeah, uh, I thought this was very funny. Just Thunder Rosa just being like one of the best things going in AEW and somebody else who's not truly signed to AEW decided that they were bigger and better than her or, you know, just wanted to shoot. 
honor and no sell it. And Thunder Rosa takes being NWA Women's Champion very seriously. And I'm sure that's due to not being able to defend or represent that title for five, six months, you know, due to quarantine. Yeah. So I think it's very funny that, uh, you know, you win the you win the tag team cup, kind of get nothing for it, and you might be getting the boot. <laughs> bro, I, I, you just reminded me of something, bro. I I thought that was like a fever dream. I was like, bro, that that hey, might actually happened. Like, I <laughs> I, I believe that, like, booking on, uh, thinks it's the that same. On dark? <laughs> not that, even, not dark? even. Oh, bro, it doesn't. It didn't Wait, even. So they did it, it on. They did it on Monday, so it was completely separate from AEW Dark. <laughs> Bro, come on. That's even worse mm-hmm. than AEW Dark. How are you going to give them a totally different day? At least on AEW Dark, there's like a few people that it's like, you know what? I'm definitely interested to watch nine squash matches in an hour. But like now you're going to put it on a random Monday where nobody is trying to watch it. It's... Hey man, a- a- AEW does some really funny booking that nobody truly wants to talk about. Uh, because it, it, it's, it's definitely it's definitely some shit I don't want to talk about on here. Like <laughs> we're gonna get uh, we're gonna get some fucking Jack Swagger soon, right? Uh, I saved that for the end because I don't want to. <laughs> I thought it was pointless, but uh... <laughs> he look he, he looks like a softball coach. He needs to get out the rest of it. It. It's it's so weird, like just the shit that AW does. We'll we'll get to that as well. But uh, the Sean Kingston family, I I just call them that because they don't actually have a stable name, and it's much faster than <laughs> saying everybody else's name. But um, yeah, I don't know what AEW plans on doing with this. I never uh got eliminated from the uh the Royal Rumble thing. Like, didn't they do this sort of thing with uh? Well, I guess it was more of a community thing. Like they never, uh, I think it was like, what's his name? Curtis Axel. Like he got eliminated. Well, he never got eliminated from a Royal Rumble or something. And they were just like, he's still in it. Uh, so I don't know how long they're going to run this angle because later Lance Archer is just like, hey, I don't care about you never getting eliminated. I won. Uh, so I, I think. Just, what are you doing the that? big takeaway that I got from this segment was like, uh, the big takeaway was uh, the Butcher and the Blade, they got them dressing in like boat shoes and like these ugly ass <laughs> dockers. Like, why do they got yeah. like before they were like all dark and brooding, you know, the old, yeah, the one with the big ass beard. I, I don't, I and, always forget. I think he's and, the Butcher, and you know, um, he's got this big ass blade. And I was like, oh, he's all spooky, but now it's like, okay, he's gonna dress like a, like a Hollister mannequin, you know, you know, why it didn't work. You know why dressing in all black didn't work? Because they were with MJF. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. They oh were in a faction God, with MJF. No. And now he has to form oh. a new one. You lost your faction already. I'm on to you, Buster. But um <laughs> Kingston says that Butcher and the Blade need to get their house in order. And I guess that I means you better win some matches, like earn your stripes and like basically earn your keep to be in this family. And what are they doing with the Kingston family? Like, are they just going to keep doing random things and then eventually clash with the inner circle and then lose because Chris Jericho and Jack Swagger just need to be at the top for some reason. Because they like make 
David. Yeah, and they're gonna make. They're probably gonna give Jack Swagger the fucking win. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably gonna give him the pull. Go going into uh just questionable things that the inner circle is doing in the uh in the tag team division. We have Chris Jericho and uh Jack Swagger in a tag team match against Private Party, and I'm just like, man, this really sucks that Private Party has to get squashed here. This really sucks. What they got. They got a- push early on and they're like shit well we're not gonna give them the title so what the fuck do we do with them and then they just didn't do anything i was like oh okay cool so we're just cool with giving people half pushes and not doing anything afterwards i guess yeah and they did it with private party tonight they did it with jungle express tonight i'm just i think what they're doing with the tag team division is very weird now that uh, the Revival have the titles, but I think everybody and their mother knows that the Revival having a title like is just a ticking time bomb or, you know, when they're going to have the match with the Bucks, when they're going to have the match with the Bucks. Yeah, and I, I don't know. Like, if that match isn't good, we got we to gotta start having those conversations. Yes, we're going to have to have a conversation. I've been waiting to have it for a minute. we got to have to have a conversation about the AEW tag team division in general. If that match doesn't work, I mean, they pushed they pushed the wrong teams just out the gate and left LAX and Private Party in the dust and the Lucha Brothers. I mean, it's insane. I mean, and now uh, we got the best friends, and that's probably going to be the <laughs> no. I'm I'm jumping ahead too much. No, but uh, I'm jumping ahead too much. Private Party loses here. Uh, they did they have a good showing? Subjective. But I just don't think that Chris Jericho and uh, Jay Hayer had to win here. Like, maybe I, I initially thought that maybe Private Party were going to be Jericho's next pet project. Like, he, like what he did with Orange Cassidy, which the pet project only works temporarily. Mm-hmm. Now, I know everybody... We're going to go into another tag match, but then I know everybody was really high on this match. I'm high on this match as well. Okay. But Pride and Powerful losing to the best friends in this tag, uh, in this part that I thought was very Zona 21 ish. I love that match, I thought it was really good. I I liked it a lot. But come on, guys, what what are we doing with Pride and Powerful? What are we doing with Pride and Powerful? Do it, it makes it makes sense just off of the pure fact that you don't want to do uh, Santana and Ortiz against another heel group. I, my best guess is that they're going to do the best friends in the revival next, and then that'll hold over for the Bucks thing for their next big event. That that's where I think it's naturally going, and then LAX can just go do whatever they do, which is I guess is get involved in inner circle matches and not get anything. Yeah. Uh, I know Chris Jericho is the demigod, uh, but could it easily swap them out? Like I, I know everybody really liked the match. And if I, if being booked like this, that match would not happen, but private uh, pride and powerful could have faced private party. They they are a face team and pride, uh, pride and powerful desperately need a win. They, like it really bothers me that yeah, they're not a factor in his tag team division. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, they're just there as bodies, and I think that's the weird thing. Originally, when uh, when AEW was first coming together, my my vision for the product, as far as the tag division was concerned, was okay. We're gonna do the Lucha Brothers. We're gonna do Santana and Ortiz, and I guess we can put the Bucks in since it's their company. Mm-hmm. That was my big vision, and now we've got you know Jack Swagger and Chris Jericho. We got the revival, which I mean some people like them, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, and we got the best friends. Like, eh? I, I like Dustin. Not a big fan of Trent. I, I just never was. I, I just can't get into it. But yeah, I'm just not a big fan of the best friends. And I think the final tag match uh, on the show, unless I'm forgetting one, uh, Jungle Express versus yeah, that was, uh... FTR. Like I say, like I say, it's been like I say every. Uh, it's been like two uh, two weeks in a row now. Jungle Express are just bodies. <laughs> That's all they are. Right. They they try they try to make us believe that Jungle Boy is the next big thing. It's not too late for them to pull the trigger on that. Honestly, like I think they can really heat them up in the future. But right as of right now. It ain't doing shit for me, partner. Stop putting the Jungle Express on my screen. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, I um with with Jungle Boy and the Dinosaur Man, I uh, I wasn't huge on them from the dump. I was like, okay, there's this giant dinosaur guy from the get go. I was like, okay, that's cute. And then he started leaning into the fact that he's like. A real dinosaur. I was like, all right, yeah, all right, it, all right, all right. let's relax. It, then... It's not a re- it's not a wrestler in a dinosaur mask. It is a dinosaur that is wrestling, and I think that is the dumb route to take, or just like, yeah, just a weird route to take with that gimmick. But it works for the Jungle Express thing, I guess. And I I think there's a big difference between let's take a wrestler like Drago and a triple a formerly lucha underground like mm-hmm. i think the only time he did like dragon shit was in lucha underground, yeah. and that's because the whole big thing was like all right we're gonna do ridiculous nonsense but it's gonna look good with aw it's like they're trying to hone in on the sports entertainment side that WWE that is that, for. that they say that but they wouldn't mingle in the indie stuff and that just which is just not it's just not true like if you if you want to compete you can't just be like all right we're basically an indie promotion. We're gonna make it. We're gonna make this indie promotion, you know, just as good as the main roster stuff. That's just not possible. You can't, you know, you can't have both sides. You know, you can definitely mix it a little bit, but they're trying to to be like, oh, you know, we're just like uh, like GCW. We're gonna put the dinosaur man over and his two children. Mm-hmm. Like you can't have it both ways, and they they can't sit there and pretend like they're not trying to dip their toes in the sports entertainment stuff. Yeah. They they can act like it. Real people know the truth. The the fake ones will act like no, nah, it's completely different. But you just gotta call the spade a spade at sometimes. Like yeah. and it's and okay. I, 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 like, like you don't have like yeah. I'm not gonna judge you. Like I'm not mad at it, but the fact that you say you aren't doing it makes me mad at it. You know? That's the thing. Like either you're gonna do it or you're not. And at least just be real about it regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to do one thing, just stick to the one thing. And even if I don't like it, at least you're sticking with it. Yeah. 
where on the other hand, like you're trying to you're, you're trying to do you're trying to half step on like what you're trying to do with um like okay we're gonna lean towards the indie fan it's all about the wrestling but we're also gonna do the the BS chicanery that is involved in like uh in some of the bad yeah uh, WWE stuff and you know it, it's for hardcore fans but sometimes you want to make new fans so you have to appeal to the casuals and that's I guess it's working. Actually, no, it's not working because AEW is like at a stagnant, uh, uh, like the same amount of viewers that they normally get. They've hit you know, peak. and they they they've, reached their peak. They, yeah, they, they yeah they've reached their peak, and unless they get somebody that's like a legit draw, and not somebody like John Moxley, who is like a draw, but to an extent, mm-hmm. but to an extent. And Chris Jericho, who's also like, you know, there's a familiarity there for old wrestling fans, but like you, they've got to get somebody like legit to carry mm-hmm. them because you can't like Cody Rhodes isn't that guy. Kenny Omega, even though he's good and in, in parts, like he's not going to be that guy either. Yeah. But speaking of some getting somebody that is a draw, I think they possibly got one, but instead they had him in this weird talking segment instead of just. Sh- you know, putting him in a wrestling match this week. We have Morrow doing, uh, I, I guess, shit, I don't, I don't, I don't work out. He, he lifting weights. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he pump, uh, pumping iron yeah. or whatever and saying, saying what's up to his cute little friends. I was, it's just like, I guess it's fine, but if you're going to go from one wedding thing to the next, at least the other wedding thing was like kind of like ridiculous mm-hmm. in its drama. This one's just kind of bland. Like I, I'm personally a fan of that big whole wedding angle just because it reminds me a lot of the, the stupid soap mm-hmm. opera theatrics that the Fed is really good at. People, people act like they hate it, but they watched every week to see how more ridiculous that it was going to get. Like it is what it is, but like, yeah, it's like, um, it, people were shit yeah. watching. But let's just, people were shit watching, and that's fun. Like you know, there's there's a time and a place for that. Mm-hmm. Kind of and thing. wrestling, wrestling is absolutely like, oh, absolutely. So wrestling like, is the absolute. Wrestling yeah. has always it's been, always been a shit watch. It's it's always been it's always been like a, okay, let's see what kind of stupid shit. Yeah. Next time, like literally, the foundation of the attitude era was a whole bunch of soap opera bullshit between you know the the guy who hates the company and the big boss man. Like that's the whole. That's basically the whole soap opera that was attitude era, mixed in with your little side characters. That's basically was what it was at its core. And now people are acting like it's too good because oh, you know, I'm not getting my five star match with Kenny Omega. Like I, whatever, man. Like it, it. If I wanted to watch pure wrestling, I would tune into what Japan mm-hmm. has going on, and I would tune into like a triple A. Yeah, like I wouldn't go to AEW for pure wrestling shit. I would go watch Stardom. I would go watch All Japan, uh, Noah, New Japan to an extent, even though they put on like eighty-six tag matches on their card. Yeah, well, there, there's going to be some New Japan con- uh, content coming out soon uh, on on the channel, but I I agree with that as well, and. I think this week was a. I guess it was cool to have Morrow around, but I think it would have been better to have him wrestle because being, you know, he says he's going to prove them wrong. You know, he did the brass ring promo, uh, very free flowing and stuff like that, according to 
uh, an interview that I read, he was just like, they let me go out there and just say something involving the brass ring. Like, just send, just send a little shot at the WWE. Uh, yeah. Just sprinkle something in there. But um, he's going to have to do more than just talking. You know, like I, I, I want to see it in ring. Like I want to yeah. see that you still and have he's it. Got a, you know? he's got a. Yeah, I, I think, um, I think it would have been real cool if they signed Aiden English to be his. Um, Ugh. So, Ugh. So like you know, Ugh. I guess it would be ripping the WWE Ugh. thing again. But like, I, I, it don't have him wrestle. Duh. But like, I liked the the little. Ugh. The, their little dynamic with the Rooster Day thing. I was the big fan of it, and that was the only thing he was good at. You know, you have him do his little entrance thing, you have him be his manager, and then that be it. Hey, man. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not asking for you to... I'm, I'm not asking for you to bring back a sign gotcha or anything. I don't, like, nah. Hey, man. Aiden English show up on my AEW television, bruh. There's gonna be a... It, there's gonna be hell to pay. I'm stepping in. Oh no! <laughs> I'm driving to Jacksonville. I'm entering the AEW group chat. I'm talk. Right. I'm talking to somebody. <laughs> I'm speaking to the damn manager. You gotta, you gotta talk. <laughs> I wonder what would be going through their heads, like if they had him run. That be, oh lord, that would be hard time. AEW Darkbound. <laughs> If they signed Simon Grimm, I wouldn't be mad at that. I think he's improved a lot as a wrestler since uh, going back to the Indies and doing GCW stuff. But Aiden English, I haven't watched enough um, MLW to like really grit it. Like he he kept going and he's doing he's doing fairly well enough. out there. Uh, he got his ass knocked out at Bloodsport, so yeah. I think it's going uh, I think it's going well for him. To wrap up uh, to wrap up AEW, I got <laughs> we're going to talk about Lance Archer and. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts forming a tag team or like forming an alliance with the FTW guys. I don't know why you would, but it led into a very, very you see amazing introduction into Will Hobbs. They're gonna, they're gonna have they're, they're gonna have the yeah. I guess that's the big thing, but you can see like uh, the whole gimmick. It's you know everybody will. Oh yeah. On the FPW uh, Lance Archer side, and then John Moxley will get the pin on probably Ricky Starks to keep everybody else. Yeah, on. definitely. Uh, actually, I think uh, see the gym. I mean, it's it's fine. If over. if they play a smart, I think Will Hobbs should take the uh, should uh, get the get the victory instead instead of Moxley. I think that would work really well, probably against like uh, Brian Cage or Ricky Starks. It doesn't matter. I th- I think it'll be. I think it'll be cool just because I'm cool with Will Hobbs. I think they put him over quite a bit whenever he showed. Oh, wait, hold up. They, they might be doing something mm-hmm. with, with Will Hobbs here. I, I was, I, that was my only takeaway. I was like, okay, they're going to make him get him. And meanwhile, I'm going to let the biggest side I have ever released in, in terms of, like he, like, he looked legit when I saw him taken out. You know, Cage, who was built up like a big, a big even though he has a nothing title. <laughs> the ti- the title that means kind of in the middle. Of the, deal, the the title that means nothing. Like it mean nothing. Like I don't. What was what was the point? Because he's not really defending it. He's just like a champion. He, he uh, like defends it on dark like, every now and then. Goes well with his steroid muscles. Like he 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 wrestles. Uh, he yeah, defends it on dark, I, and I'm just like a, I don't care. 
that, I think the big thing is that, you know, you try and get people to watch Dark and the belt, I guess, you know, I guess in, in his head, it's like, oh, okay, this will look good with my, with my steroid-filled <laughs> muscles or whatever. Hey, man. Like, ah, I'm, I'm good. I don't know what the, the end goal is. They, they just have a whole bunch of eyes. I don't, I don't know what it is either. I don't see Lance Archer winning the title, but John Moxley or whatever AEW plans on doing with uh, Will, uh, Will Hobbs, I think they're doing very well so far. This is one of the few debuts. I think that they got it really well. Yeah, I think it was dope. I, I, I think I'm at, at this point. I'm I'm kind of over the um, over the John Moxley over the John Moxley reign, but you can't really take the belt off of him either because you can't really have. Him oh, John, uh, John Moxley, yeah, but he—he's he, the big yeah, draw. I'm, so, I'm uh, over just, but I've never been like a, a John Moxley <laughs> slash Dean Ambrose guys from the jump. Yeah, it—it—it honestly—it is—it is what it is for Moxley. But like right now, I got all all eyes on uh, Will Hobbs, and that's it for AEW this week both these two shows this week man i'm trying i'm trying to get a ps5 bro wasn't really uh too invested in any of these episodes honestly if i get the if i get the ps5 i'll uh i y'all, y'all <laughs> probably won't see me on the timeline no more i might just quit writing and become a, a, a twitch hey, shit. Time it, it might be possible that that wraps it up for uh us as well Whatever. on the uh on the war report we have a new episode of the writer's room what if John Cena turned heel with uh, Armand and gang? We have a new episode of the A Show that I have to listen to because there's a big promo on Yeezys on there. And any Yeezy slander, turn that up. I need that. So I'm probably uh, I'm gonna listen to it. Yeezy slander. I, to be fair, I always thought it was kind of dusty. It, it's a real. I have my thoughts. I've seen them way too much recently, and I'm just like, yeah, these shits suck. But um, we have really good. Really big episodes of the Black Variant and uh, the Big Eyes podcast this week. They have two huge guests, RSPN, play, Playoffs Talk. I'm all for it. We have Play for Keeps. They're going to do some uh, Playoffs Talk as well. And, yeah, that's about it. We will have a Spot Caller, two Spot Callers episodes uh, coming soon. We're going to have uh, TNA Victory Road 2001. God, I hate you guys for making me watch it. The show is absolutely terrible. And we have some stardom stuff coming as well with me and my friend Alora. Uh, we should be catching up a lot on the Cinderella. Uh, no, uh, it's the five-star Grand Prix tournament. And that's it for us from me and Caleb. Any final words? This is fun. I get to, I get to talk about <laughs> wrestling sometimes. It- it's uh, I'd say it's a lot more enjoyable when you talk about it with another person. Uh, oh, I can't imagine doing this like <laughs> oh, solo. It's awful. I did it a couple weeks ago. Jesus Christ. Um, not that That's great. That's gotta be so awkward. Like you just talking <laughs> into the nothing for an hour. Oh yeah. man. I but uh, I I write I write the show notes, you know, or just my notes on the show, and I'm just like, wow, this isn't fun. Like just when you don't writing negative thoughts. Doesn't really sit well with my uh, my soft heart, but we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening.